Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC, and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Karam. Tune in and enjoy. Hey, listeners. Before you listen to today's show, just a quick note regarding the recording. Gus's dog decided he had some things to say on the podcast as well. So you'll hear Gus's dog in the background on some of the recording that we've done that we've done but no animals were hurt during the recording of this podcast thank you enjoy welcome to the strong single and human podcast a real look at single parenting the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest is a family man, friend, sports fan, founder, Australian radio host and TV personality and the driving force behind the mental fitness charity Gotcha for Life. A compassionate bloke, my guest's heart was shattered the day news arrived that Angus, his friend, mentor and father figure, had taken his life. Angus seemed to have it all. But he had something else too, inner worries that were eating away at him and he never told anyone about it. My guest set up the Not-For-Profit Foundation in 2017 to help people develop the emotional muscle, resilience and social connection needed to build mental fitness and prevent suicide. Gotcha for Life is Australia's leading mental fitness charity, working to end suicide through delivering programs that build emotional muscles, resilience, and social connection in individuals, families, and local communities. And this is close to my heart, as eight years ago, I lost a very good friend to suicide. And it was sudden. Everyone was left wondering why, and we were angry he didn't reach out, and we were all there wondering, how could we have prevented it? So, it is my great pleasure and my honour to welcome Gus Warland from Gotcha for Life. G'day, Claire. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Fine, fine, fine. Gotcha for Life. Like, tell us a little bit about why you set up, how, you know, why you did this? Yeah, I, I basically sat in silence for many years after a friend of mine had taken his own life and a guy that I just absolutely loved and adored. And mm. I, I still to this day don't quite believe that he's that he's gone. Um, but I spoke about it when I was doing breakfast radio on Triple M one morning and it just opened up a discussion with our listeners that we'd never had before. There's 32 lines at Triple M that are available if you throw it open for people to come and speak to you or for concert tickets or forever it might be. All those 32 lines were flashing by the time I finished talking about my friend and and how upset I was and that type of stuff. And it got me thinking, well, there's... If we give ourselves a safe place to have a conversation, then perhaps we might have a few more conversations of gravity. So I did a TV program called Man Up on the ABC. It's still available on or still available on their streaming service, ABC iView. And we've had just over 100 million views now of that show. And I'm absolutely thrilled to say that's the most important work I've ever done. And at the end of that TV show, I said, okay, well, I need to do more. So I started 
the foundation, um, called it Gotcha for Life because I wanted to make it as simple as possible. I would love everyone in this world to have someone who has got them for life, someone you can talk to, yeah. warts and all, without any judgment, someone you can be totally human with, totally, totally true with, totally honest with, because there's too many of us at the moment, unfortunately, trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to live up to a stereotype that's really impossible to do, not just in this country, but around the world. So I thought, well, if we can just find someone you can have those conversations with, then you won't worry alone, because I think worrying alone as humans is the worst thing that we can do. It doesn't mean we burst into tears every five minutes or have a deep and meaningful conversation every time we talk, but it does mean that we do have someone we can talk to about the really important things, the stuff that we don't generally talk to everyone about. So Gotcha for Life was started and um, we were just five years old last Friday and we've been able to raise. I know, congratulations. Thank you. Five years old, over $10 million raised. It's like, it's amazing. Yeah, I must admit it's um. It doesn't feel like it's five years old. It doesn't feel like we've raised $10 million. It just feels like we've just got started. And I think that I think that'll continue to be that way because the passion is still there. And I surround myself with people that get it, who understand it. Um, and I'm continually opening up the doors to people that are more likely now to talk about this stuff than they were pre-pandemic. I think everyone slowed down enough through the pandemic to perhaps have a conversation now that they wouldn't have had a few years ago. And everyone now realises how important it is that connection and to realise that we need to have people around us that totally get us and that we can be real with. And look, I agree with you. I had a chat with a um, researcher on my podcast um, earlier this year who basically researched male suicide. And she was saying to me that the triggers that seem to be there for people who want to take their own life is that they feel like they have to do it all on their own. They're the people that need to come up with the solutions. They can't go out to get help from anyone else. They have to do it on their own. And the the reality is you don't. You don't have to do this on your own. A problem shared is a problem halved and all of that stuff. And like, just talk to somebody, just, you know, yeah, and it does seem simple, Claire, to say that, but for a lot of blokes in particular, we have to unlearn a lot of stuff, what we got right from the primary school age where, you know, you went into school and all of a sudden you couldn't cry anymore if you scratched your knee in the playground yeah. or if you fell out of a tree or whatever. So that's just a starting really basic point where it's like, come on, you know, just get on with it. You'll be right. You know, suck it up and that type of stuff. And it's then still happening. Got- still happening, Gus. And unfortunately, the numbers are horrific, and your listeners may or might not may or might not know them. Seven men a day every day, two women a day every day, and then there's sixty five thousand attempts of suicide a year mm-hmm. in Australia. I know, so it's frightening. It's it's frightening the fact that we are aware of the situation, but there's not enough action that goes behind the awareness. And that's where Gotcha for Life, I think, does its best work is that we're actually not about awareness because if you're not aware of the situation, then I don't know where you've been living. Um, So it's about what are we going to do about it? And that means learning. It means unlearning stuff, learning the new stuff, and actually just trying to be better as men and women. And it started off very much men-focused, my... 
journey into masculinity, my journey into why my friend took his own life. And now I realise it's a real human problem and we need to look after everyone. Um, and that's why Gotcha for Life is, you know, something I'm so passionate about is because I see it every day, whether I'm at a school or yesterday I was with Surf Life Saving New South Wales with the, their top 40 leaders moving forward, these youngsters, 14, 15 years of age, another group, um, 17 to 18 years of age, and talking to them about what it takes to be a man and a woman today and how they struggle with certain things and how they do things that, Claire, you and I just never had to deal with as we grew up, social media being such a simple one to explain. You know, it's bullying 24-7 now. It's They can't get away from it now. They feel as if they're not on it, then they're going to miss out. But being on it is actually really a difficult thing as well. So it's talking and hanging out with the youngsters, learning what they need, mm. and then tailoring something for them because I think this next generation need to have as much support um, in this area than, than we ever had. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. Look, I'm a single mum of a six-year-old boy and it is one of my biggest concerns is with Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and all of that stuff that's out there bullying for you and I being like the age we are right for you and I bullying was in the playground right it was very physical it was name calling it might have been a bit you know like the slap or whatever but nowadays it's not like that it's got really technical and really sophisticated and mm. it worries me because and I agree with you like our kids need our support because like it is a whole different world out there and the world mm. is sort of and one of the reasons I started this podcast was because the world is sort of going eh, it's all sugar-coated and it's great and you know to be a single parent running your own business with two kids and you know it's all good and sugar-coated and it ain't it's hard it's really hard yeah. yeah I just wanted to bring a bit of reality to it and I wanted to get you on because it's like um well, male suicide, child suicide, like kids are killing themselves, right? And that just blows my mind because I go, how do we help these children? You know, how do we support them? How do we communicate and talk to them? Yeah, well, at the end of the day, we, we, we need to do things slightly differently to how we yeah. were brought up, you know, and that's just that's just simple because the world has changed so much. So that's the first thing. And I talk to parents a lot and we have a lot of sort of father and son nights or mum and son nights or mum mm. and daughter nights or dad and daughter nights. So they're more and more popular. And every time we open them up, whether it's at a school or whether it's at a local community, those halls are full. Yeah. People really want to have the knowledge. They, they're they like sponges. They want to have the information that makes them better at whatever roles we play. And you've already spoken about it. You play various roles. You're a podcaster. You're a mum. You're a businesswoman. There's three roles straight away. Then you're a friend yeah. to some people out there as well. So you yeah. play that role. And we're, all, and we're sometimes it's really hard to know where exactly your head's at and how exactly how you're meant to do things. And we're tired and we're busy. So we're painting a picture that's that's human and that's really what it's all about, where social media gives you that sort of perfect moment, but really it's all the moments around those pictures that are actually real and it doesn't mean that we're not positive, it doesn't mean we're not hardworking and resilient, but it means that we have someone in our life that we can talk to about the really important things yeah. and that's really what it's about. Um, the, the biggest 
drama I have, especially talking to blokes, is they don't want to be that whinger. They don't want to be that bloke that drags the group down. They don't want to be that bloke that people think about now. It's like, oh, we're not going to in, not going to invite Gus because Gus is going to talk about all that stuff about the heart and the mind and all that sort of thing. No, I've got to come prepared for we're going to watch the footy and have a couple of beers and whatever it might be. So that's me there. If one of them touches me on the shoulder and says, hey, I wouldn't mind having a couple with you tomorrow, talking about some stuff that's going on, then that's a really good positive thing for a group of mates to have. And then tomorrow, then I can turn into that other person that can be the listener and can try to help and whatever it might be. And I talk to blokes all the time about we've got plenty of mates, but how many true friends do we have? Yeah. And that's a really important thing is that we've got to turn a few of our mates into friends. So you talk about things that are a little bit more difficult than the banter, the conversations around the weather and sport and work and taking the piss and all that stuff. That's easy. We've got that down pat mainly. But talking about the really important stuff or what I talk about, a conversation of gravity, that's difficult. And we need to learn how to have those conversations. We need to practice those conversations. And that's why I call it mental fitness and not mental health, because if you go to work on your own physical fitness, it'll take you a while to get there. You know, you'll be a bit sore and you'll hate your personal trainer and you'll just want to make every excuse under the sun. Not Sounds to like go you're to talking from experience. <laughs> well, believe me, I, I am. know. And then you've got other days where you go, you're a month into it and you go, actually, quite enjoyed that. You know, I'm getting some benefits now and people are yeah. starting to notice and saying you're looking better. And you've got to hang in that grind. You'll get slowly but surely better. And then once you do that, you start getting mentally fit, you start building emotional muscle. Then all of a sudden, when a conversation comes, and I promise you it will come, when a friend needs you, well, that's the moment where you can actually step up, be a good listener and not necessarily fix it, but you can be part of their village or their team that allows them to be able to share what they're going through. Because I've spoken, Claire, over the last couple of years to well over a thousand people that tried to take their own life. Yeah. And the moment they let go of the railing or the moment they took the tablets or however they tried to take their own life, they regretted it. And that means that tells me that people don't want to die, but they all tell me that they were exhausted. They were in a really dark place and they didn't feel like they could share that with anyone. So if you add all that together, Let's build the emotional muscle and mental fitness up of people so when they are starting to go through some tough times, they can at least talk about it. And once you talk about it, A, like you said before, problem shared, problem halved. Yeah. But also you'll realise that everyone else is going through issues. Everyone else is going through problems and you're not alone and you can actually get the help that you require because, you know, that suicide rate, seven men, two women and all those attempts, it just not on our watch, you know what I mean? Like no. we can't let that happen anymore. Yeah, and like one of your goals or gotcha for life goals, well, your goal, gotcha for life's goal, is to reduce that suicide rate down to zero, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Down and that's to it. zero. Like there's nine Aussies that woke up this morning that won't wake up tomorrow morning. So that to me... And when you see that number, and I yeah. get when I'm in conferences now, we're doing them face-to-face -face again, which is great. So I get people, I get nine people to stand up in the front bit there. And I go, okay, nine people at the back and then nine people over here. And you get five or six sets of nine to stand up. And I said, well, that's a week. All these people dead by the end of this week. And the people that are sitting down looking around and they are looking around going, Whew. 
Right. Okay. That's that's really quite extraordinary when you actually see it with your own eyes, how many people are passing. So you go, okay, well, what are we going to do? We're going to sit on our ass and keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again? Or are we going to start getting a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit vulnerable, and are we going to change the way that people look at what it takes to be a man and a woman? So let's do that. Let's change, lead with some vulnerability yourself. Let your village, your people you love, know that you're there for them. Don't let anyone that you love worry alone. And it really does shock people into changing a few of their habits. And I'm, I'm hoping more and more of those discussions will, will slowly but surely, Claire, help people just go, you know what, I'd prefer to be uncomfortable now for a five, 10-minute conversation than be sitting there at a, another funeral or writing a eulogy or whatever it might be. It really is yeah. that dramatic and you have to be that dramatic to get people to change the way that they look after each other. We, we take way too many relationships for granted. Yes. The ones that we love the most actually are the ones that we don't look after as well as we should. So we need to change it up. No, we completely do. And um, the thing is, I think, and I, and I know people who have wanted to take their own lives. They've actually gone to a remote area, put the pipe in the back of the car, shoved it in the windscreen, <laughs> shoved it in the window. Um, God love this guy because he tells that story and then jokes and says, I sat there, got bored and text a mate. <laughs> and I'm like, well, thank God you did because you're still bloody yeah. here because he'd sort of not done it right. He'd sort of not read Google correct or whatever it was, but thank God he hadn't read it. And he texted a mate because he was bored. Then he got talking while he was in the car trying to kill himself, which even saying that just sounds insane. And that sort of brought him out and he decided, well, I'll drive and see my mate. So unhooked everything and insane but somebody was looking down on him and like you know whatever but look like if somebody comes to you and sort of says hey you know things are things are just a little bit hard at the moment or whatever um how do you like what what do you say do you just sit and listen what do you say back to that person do you advise them to go and get counseling and I know counseling I mean, for women counselling, we love talking to everyone and any. Like, it's great. We sort of feel a bit cathartic getting it out of our bodies because then we can sort of sort the problems out. But you men like to have it all in your bodies, sort the problems out in your head, and then it's sorted, right? So, like, one, one, okay, I've just thrown lots of questions at you. One, what do you do if somebody comes and talks yeah. to you? No, Claire, I mean, all, all those questions are absolutely valid. And I suppose it, it really does... There's a couple of things there that you mentioned. The first thing is I really want to get people to have those conversations. So I want blokes to be able to come up to one of their mates, turn them into a friend, go a little bit deeper and say, hey, look, you know, I'm making out that everything's okay because we are very good at masking our issues, men. It's very rare that we actually are oh, yes. in a place where men pick up that other men are going through a tough time. So if that does happen, it's an easier conversation, right, to walk up yeah. to a mate and say, hey, mate, you know, I just feel as if you haven't quite been yourself for a while. So wanted to let you know that I'm here for you and so forth. And don't just mm -hmm. accept, oh, no, mate, I'm sweet, I'm just tired or whatever. But that's the biggest load of BS of all time. 
So that's where you have to ask the second, third and fourth question, which is basically hang in that conversation for a bit longer. Don't take I'm fine for an answer. Don't take the next I'm fine. Things are just a bit tough at work or I'm having a bit of a tough time with the missus or all that stuff that we tend to just go, oh, sweet mate, just wanted to check in and we let that uncomfortable conversation go. So that's the first thing we need to, if you really do love them and they're your friend and they're someone that you care about, then you've got to hang in that conversation for longer, but you've got to learn how to do that. That's why the workshops that Gotcha for Life do, that allows you to go, oh, that's a, that, that gives me an opportunity. I'm, I'm going to say that now, you know, because that's going to start open questions so you can keep the conversation going and that type of thing. So that's firstly. But secondly, I'm really working at Gotcha on blokes being able to walk up to other blokes and say, could you help me? I'm going through a bit of a tough time here. And if once once blokes feel that that's the strongest thing to do and not the weakest, then that's when we're going to start knocking down that suicide rate. And that's the key is actually making being vulnerable and talking a positive and a strength and the brave thing to do, not bearing your emotions and trying to cope with it yourself because that's got us to where we are now with the seven men, two women and, and all the attempts. So that's key, but you're, you're absolutely right. You, you, you sort of nailed it in terms of listening. Blokes are terrible at listening. We don't know how to listen. As soon as we see a problem or feel a problem or hear a problem, as you're telling us the problem, we're going, aha, I can fix that for you. Nail, hammer, bang, move on, everything's sweet. I've done my job. Gosh. You're sweet now, all good. Which is, I don't know what you mean. You know exactly what I mean. <laughs> so that's that's the that's the point is the listening part, and we have to learn to listen to understand rather than listen to answer. And that's a real subtle change in the way that we do things as blokes. So there's a lot that we need to work on. There really is because if you really care enough about the next generation, your, your friends, all the people you love. We need to go back to school and learn this stuff. And that's why these workshops or becoming a mental health first aid or whatever it might be, that's why that type of knowledge is so key to be able to build better, stronger, deeper relationships. And hopefully that means that none of your village, none of the people you love will ever be worrying alone because you're out there standing up going, I've just done this course. I've gone through some issues myself. I'm here for you. I'm going to be calling upon you. You can call upon me. All of a sudden you can have a discussion that it, that it, that's just not happening at the moment because blokes want to make out that everything's sweet and, oh, don't worry about me, mate. I don't want to bother you with my stuff. Well, if you love someone enough, you're not bothered yeah. by helping them. You know, you actually want oh, to right. help them. So that's the key. And a lot of the time it's like it's not a weakness at all to go and speak to somebody. And, you know, us women, we feel as though we – can do that but like you know it's not a weakness and like you say um <laughs> somebody's Sorry, broken into dogs. your house <laughs> i've got i'm just about to do my own podcast oh my God, and my you. producer's just arrived oh. so i apologize no yeah. no no you're okay you're okay so um yeah look i i completely agree i completely agree and also with kids i'm finding with my son it's like the hanging out of the washing and having a side conversation with i oh, how's it going like getting him to do stuff so that i yeah. can then have that conversation but being his mum is sort of a little bit different so it, well, you've got to be like a friend but you've also got to be his mum right so i'm telling him it's a difficult one claire and you're in a tough situation you said that you're a you're a single mum yeah yeah. Right. 
So that adds obviously difficulties to it as well. Like my dad had left the family home when I was quite young as well. And my mum was super tired and I was able to, I felt that I could sort of talk to her about anything. So that was great. Um, but it's a tough balance, right? Because you are the mum, uh, but you also want to be the friend. And that's a difficult thing to balance. But you're absolutely right. Doing stuff with your kid, whether you're starting conversations when you're in the car, so you haven't got that eye to eyeball, they're there, is pretty great. Or going for a walk or doing a task together where you're not eyeball to eyeball is a really good start. But also just letting them know that you're there and being a bit vulnerable yourself. And, you know, they look up to you, they see everything, they hear everything. All of a sudden, you're there and you're showing a bit of vulnerability and you're showing that that actually is okay. Yeah. That's a really good place to start. And that's, Probably the best thing I ever did with my son through the Man Up program, my son was in year 10 at oh, school. Wow. okay. And so we went to his school and we actually did the program as part of the show there and it was all very new to us and I knew a lot of kids in that workshop that were friends of, of my mm. son's from primary school that went to the local high school and so forth. And I just saw within 20 minutes of building a safe environment how much these boys wanted to talk about the stuff that was just under the surface. So they didn't feel they had permission to talk about the stuff that they were worried about, whether or not they were worried about their mum and dad, whether or not they were worried about um, exams coming up, whether or not they were the only one that didn't make the team or the only one that didn't have a girlfriend. There was all these different stuff that was going on in their minds and all different stuff depending on the kid, but they weren't telling anyone about it because they didn't feel they had the permission to do that. Yeah. So that... That to me is the key is to give them the permission to have that conversation of gravity. And that's yeah, key. no, look. Can you hear me over this silly dog? <laughs> yeah, I can. It's all Where good. It's all good. So look, um I I just so so you, what you do is you go and you do these like um Oh, I want to say courses, but they're not courses, are they? They're like workshops. Workshops, Workshops, right? So you go and do those workshops. And I really, I know you've got to go soon. So I really, but I really wanted to get in what Gotcha for Life is doing in the next few weeks. Because you're going on a road show with our mate Carl from the Today Show. Yeah, so that's good. So that starts on... That starts on Easter Sunday. We go down to Shepparton, which is where it all starts. And then we make our way over the week from Shepparton and Victoria into Sydney. And Carl and I have been mates for a long time. I've been on the Today Show doing a segment once a week for the last probably three years or so. So we became mates. He also wanted to do something with Gotcha for Life. He really wanted to help in some way. And I said to him, I reckon the most important stuff that we can do is to do a bit of physical activity as well as going into rural towns and just having a conversation and giving them an opportunity to have a conversation, but also take the show, the Today Show, on the road. And I reckon there'll be some beautiful pictures and some lovely stories there and we can do some fundraising, we can do some awareness stuff. And I'm like, let's go for it. And COVID has mucked us around a couple of times, but eventually we're there. So we've got people that work with us, all our um all our partners, all our program partners will be with us. So we've got this amazing truck, which Izuzu have put have made for us. It's a couple hundred thousand dollars, Jesus. this truck. And it's got like a proper 
coffee thing on the back. It's got a barbecue on the back and people can just come, have a free coffee, have a free sausage sizzle or a bacon and egg roll and have a conversation with all our program partners about all the type of work that we do. And hopefully if we go into a town and they go, you know what, that sounds like we'd like to do it, then we'll put it on for them and it won't oh, cost awesome. them anything. Our sponsors will will pay for it all. So it's not like we're going around asking for anything. We're actually there offering whatever services we provide. And the, the bush in particular have had a very tough time. Mm. You know, no one's been travelling there. Um, they've had drought. They've had fire. They've had floods. Like they're really, yeah. Mother Nature's have kicked their ass as they've done in most, most major cities as well. So this is a chance to have a week out. I love it. I've been doing more face-to-face in the last two weeks and I've done in a couple of years and it's all about connecting and it's all about offering up what we can chat to people about because as I said those numbers are horrific mental fitness is at an all-time low so we need to build that up and we're here to do that yeah look I completely agree with you like what with the floods up north and like drought and covid isolation businesses going pear-shaped because you know people aren't going in like the cbds anymore and stuff like that like it's like it's (laughs) it feels like we're in armageddon at the moment and like we've now got an election coming up we've had the war in ukraine so you know i mean jesus like hello uh can we have a good year remember remember claire when we said 2020 oh i can't wait for 2021 and then 2021 was worse and now we're now we're sort of you know mid-april in 2022 and we're like okay any any danger? Yeah. Can Anything we else? can we just flick the corner here? Can we can we flick the switch? Um, yeah, I, I'm a sort of a big believer that we will get there slowly but surely, and life has given us a bit of a kicking. But you know, we're only socially isolated. We're not we're not completely isolated. Use technology to keep up with friends and and family, and just I suppose simplify your life enough to to write down. And I get people to do this all the time. Write down who your village is. Who are the people that are most important to you? And just make sure you look after them. And it's an absolute bare minimum. Look after the people that you love and adore and cannot imagine living without. So that is a really good start and simplify your life until we get it, get the hell out of this, whatever it is they're throwing at. And look, I came here 15 years ago, right? So I came to Victoria 15 years ago. Within a year, we had the Black Saturday fires and all of that stuff. But I have to say, I've been here 15 years and like, well, I'm just blown away by everyone, like Australians, um, you know, mateship and all of that sort of stuff. It's like amazing that, you know, when there's something that's going wrong, everyone just pulls together, everyone helps out, everyone wants to help out. And it's just so nice and refreshing. But look... Shepparton Sunday is when you guys are starting all of this. Yeah, we, we arrive then and then we have the Today Show from Shepparton on Monday morning. The show starts at 5.30, so we'll be there at 5 o'clock. And, oh, it's like Grand Central Station right, at my it's joint fine, today. You're a busy person. <laughs> um, so, I, that, yeah, so it starts Monday and then we make our way through when we go to Wagga Wagga, we go to Nara and we end up in Wollongong on Friday, then into Sydney. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And if are, anyone, you, are you walking? Yeah, so we're, well, we're walking. Or are you driving? Well, we're doing a bit of both because the whole thing oh. is like it's too far to go in a week, but we're doing a little bit of everything and I'm doing my radio show in the afternoons oh. from each place too. So okay. it's going to be a long 
few days, but it's going to be great. We cannot wait. I was going to say, Gus, I can imagine you walking, but I'm not sure. God love Carl, but I'm not sure Carl would be able to cope with walking from Melbourne to Sydney. Yeah, well, like his initial idea was Melbourne to Sydney. We went, great. So we sat down and, you know, when the big wigs say something, you you got then a whole team come to play, right? So then we came back with a plan. So, right, okay, so it's going to be over a month. And he goes, what, a month? And I said, yeah. And he goes, uh, I can't do a month. And I said, well, it's like over a 1,000 kilometres and you, yeah, can't, you can't sort of walk 100 kilometres a day. That would be 10 days. So it's got to be 30 kilometres a day because you're still doing your show and your other bits and bobs. So that's how it works. And he goes, oh, okay, well, that, that can't work. So then we worked it back from there. So we're going to be in cars, helicopters, um, uh, air balloons. Like we're, it's real trains, planes and automobiles type scenario. It's going to be fun. No, it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. Look, I know you're tight for time. Thank you so, 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 so much. For what you're doing, we've got you for life because I, I, I like it's just unbelievable. Thank you. Um, I hope you re- raise many millions more and you get that get that suicide rate down to zero because like that is such an awesome goal. Yeah, and I'll let you get on with your day. Thank you, Gus. Thanks, Claire. I appreciate it and lots of love and happy Easter to you and your listeners and thanks very much for your support of Gotcha and uh, hope to have a cuppa with you one day. Yeah, oh, that would be nice. <laughs> cool, brilliant. Cheers, Gus. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you'd like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this. If you want to check out past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast or for links, resources and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. Have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one's perfect and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.